This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. It is the last hour of Power Talk this Wednesday morning and it is our Innovation uh, Wednesday. Uh, and we're going to be talking about building smarter, building better, building sustainably. And at half past, we are going to be talking about culture, culture around death and mourning. It's a morbid subject, but I'm hoping we're not going to be morbid. What we're going to do is just really understand how we process a very difficult and inevitable moment in life um, without too many cultural diktats, or should there be cultural diktats? For now, though, let's talk innovation and building. You know, sometimes when I'm talking on the show, I'm never sure if I've said it before, if I'm repeating myself, and if I am, do forgive me. But I just love some of the things I've read about um, the way in which social housing is built in countries of uh, the Gulf of Mexico. We're talking here Costa Rica, um, um, El Salvador um, and some of these frontier markets where we are told that just by using 3D printing you have seen a complete game changer in the segment of the housing market known as social housing. It takes literally 48 hours to build a house from scratch using a 3D printer and a family that previously didn't have a home are able to move into a 2 bedroomed home uh it's cool on the inside it's durable it's stilted it's uh hurricane proof and all sorts of interesting things like that and then last year um at the invitation of the university of johannesburg shortly before uh professor marwala left for japan they unveiled a project um where they were prototyping 3D printing um, in their engineering department, something that was supported by the Ministry of Higher Education to see whether or not we could start deploying some of these technologies um, in South Africa and fast track uh, solutions for RDP, low cost and social housing. So the skills are here, the technology is here, it's the scaling up. And so right now we're having a conversation around innovative building uh, technologies with Lutendo Tanyana, uh, who is uh, with the National Home Builders Registration Council. And I paused when I said Lutendo because it's like the whole Limpopo invasion in studio right now. Owen is here, Lutendo is here. And everybody's like, you're going to say it correctly. Did I say it correctly? <laughs> you tried. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Lirato, and to the listeners out there. Thank you so much for having me this morning. It is my pleasure. So simplify for us innovative building technologies. Um, innovative building technologies, it's the use of unconventional building methods mm -hmm. or uh, building materials like you have elaborated very well on 3D printing. This is also another type of innovative building technologies. So this, this, the system or methods or materials that are used are not covered by the national building regulations and oh. building standards, but they are tested for fitness for purpose by Agrima SA, which is a custodian of IBTs in the country. For fitness for purpose, for example, when we say that, we mean that a panel, an innovative panel, 
can be tested for fitness for purpose to be utilized at a school, yeah. but might not be necessarily be fit to be utilized for dwelling or housing. Okay. So those different panels then are classified in terms of their intended okay. use and they offer the environmental sustainability. Okay. All right. So what you're saying is everybody is aware that we need to be building differently because exactly. there's just a huge need for housing, social housing, student accommodation, yes. you know, safe housing, yes. RDP housing. Mm-hmm. But the regulator has to work out what technologies are allowed and are durable and sustainable for today. So exactly. it's the technology, but mm-hmm. it's the regulation on the yes. one side. Okay, yes. how do people build right now? A simple, you know, a simple girl like me, I'm like, oh, when you build a house, concrete, brick, mortar, paint, there you go, you've yeah. built a house. Yeah, I think um, currently um, we, in terms of implementing IBTs, mm-hmm. I think there is still a challenge in terms of perception, the barrier of embracing something new. Okay. You know, in anything that is coming into market in, into the market okay. and is new, okay. there will always be that resistance. You are yeah. moving from what you are used to and what you know. Okay. And so what are we used to? We're used to brick, mortar, concrete. Yes, That's we are what used we to the brick, mortar and concrete. And currently, um, um, if we dive into the issue of climate change, I don't think we have any other choice but to adapt, find ways to adapt to the climate change while also reducing the carbon emissions. So constructing differently uh, would be the way and the use of innovative building technologies right. is the way to sort of um, contribute into changing okay. our climate. Just remember, you're the engineer in the room, not me, right? So, <laughs> so let's be simple here. So right now, we just know that when you build a house, you've got bricks, mm-hmm. you've got mortar, mm-hmm. maybe concrete, and get a nice builder and you build a house. Now, you are saying that's changing. Yes. And it's changing because of climate change. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, um, I think even just yesterday, yeah. what we've experienced, the weather currently. That heat wave. Yes, the heat wave and all that. So when you have a brick and mortar house, yeah. there is a lot of heat that gets lost in your house because the walls are not well insulated. Okay. It's traditional. It's it's back then. So maybe back then it was working, but now that the climate is changing. Um, you would need to construct a house that gives you the thermal comfort to adapt to the climate change okay. or rather decrease or contribute positively to okay. a change in terms of what we are facing okay. as a so, country. So that conventional way of building means that our houses are either way too hot or too cool. Exactly. I can testify. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and also I, I bringing in last <laughs> the fact of, you know, what we're facing as a crisis as a country, you know, the load shedding. We find ourselves having to resort to other means to make our house to be comfortable, reaching the comfort thermal level that is required. Right. Then now you would have to use, uh, for an example, uh, um, air conditioner or a heater when it's too cold. The, yeah. the, the, the weather last year during winter, it was extremely cold. But now what 
do we do if then now there is load shedding? If you have a house that is well insulated in terms of thermal properties, you are on the safe or you are on the advantage. So there has been proven track in terms of our research as an organization on performance of these IPTs. All right. And so, so you've explained for me very well. So we've been building in a particular way because it's just what we know. Mm-hmm. Now Mother Nature has unleashed its wrath on us mm-hmm. and we're realizing that the way we're building doesn't actually make a lot of sense because the houses, the houses are either too hot in the summer or too cold in the winter. In winter yes. There could be another way we're building mm-hmm. that would be more adaptable to the changing weather patterns and would just introduce us to another way of living. Exactly. Enter these... IBTs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about how the innovation then starts to be a solution. Um, I think there is a number of benefits mm-hmm. in terms of IBTs offering um, solutions to different kinds of crises we are facing okay. as a country. One being reduction of construction time when you're using IBTs. Right. By utilizing innovative building technologies, developers or builders are able to save um, up to 50% of construction time. Really? Yes. Now, taking it back to the backlog in terms of housing, which is a major crisis that we are facing as yeah. a country, we would need to, to, to be strategic in how we then accelerate the delivery of housing. And uh, you can imagine if, uh, let's say it's a BNG project yeah. where you are building 3,000 uh, houses. If you are able to then deliver in, uh, let's say, 30 days instead of 60, which is like yes. two months. This is us then um, 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 fulfilling our constitution okay. in terms of providing adequate um, um, housing. housing to you know the citizens yeah. of South Africa. And while also doing that, we are able to tackle other issues that uh, we are okay. facing as a country. Okay, so new building technologies or innovative ones cut down the construction time. Yes. Yeah. Currently it takes like... 18 months to just build a three-bedroomed house. Mm -hmm. You can cut that by half. And if we're looking at social housing and RDPs, it even cuts it down further. So we can meet the backlog quicker. Okay, and how would we be building? Because if we're saying we're moving from the traditional Mm -hmm. tools um, and materials that we've used, Mm -hmm. so what does a new house look like using an IBT? So a new house will look like you would have a conventional foundation, Mm -hmm. which is your normal foundation that you would have when using brick and mortar. And still your competent person engineers who have to ensure that whatever it's on the ground, it complies to to, to the regulation. And from erection, the most important aspect is how you then connect either we're using uh, well-insulated, structural insulated panels, which offers those thermal properties that we have been talking about, Mm -hmm. how you connect it to the foundation now it's a matter i like to look at ibts when you um on the superstructure in terms of the walls as a construction manual or any manual that you would use to put things together okay so now you would have to um connect the system to the foundation and the roof to the foundation we have innovative roofs and we have innovative walling panels. Right. So your walling panels can be either, you know, lightweight concrete bricks, okay. which still has an element of conventional, but now you are using a brick that is sustainable environmentally. Yeah. Okay. There are certain aspects that are added into the mixture during the 
uh, uh, manufacturing of that type of brick. And then you will have your steel frame structure. Okay. When you're still constructing, we've had experience where housing consumers look at it and be like, but now it looks like, you know, uh, a low inferior um, type of a house. Yeah. But the moment you start applying the mortar and the moment it starts to be aesthetically pleasing, then they are warm to it to say, oh, now this is a house. Mm. So it's the process that you need to understand. It's the okay. embracing of something new that you've not used to, okay. which is not the norm. Okay, so the building materials will change, mm-hmm. um, the speed will change, the technology will change, but the building principles will stay the same, yes. is what I'm hearing you yes. say. That you build a house with a foundation, that you must have a, a, a steel structure on the outer, mm-hmm. that there must be roof, that the guttering must be here, etc., etc., and the plumbing. Those principles don't change. Yes. What changes is maybe the quality of the bricks. Or whatever and the else. thermal or properties the post- that, oh, okay. that, 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 that it comes. That's why as a regulator, we still enforce compliance even on IBT. Okay. The same way we enforce compliance on brick and mortar houses, we still need to enforce compliance on innovative building okay. technology structures. Okay, so just give us some example on um, the types of innovative building technologies we have. I mean, I'm looking here and, you know, uh, something here says a windy house and I'm like... Who wants to live in a windy house? (laughs) (laughs) I think currently, um, remember, I just went to take you back a bit. With, With innovative building technology, anything, there are people that deem whatever they will submit to AGRIMA as innovative building technologies. Okay. But it's still on AGRIMA to assess performance. So if you, you would take a windy house, but still when you are inside, it's too hot. Yeah. And it's too cold when, when you, you know, it's during cold, winter. Yeah. So it doesn't fit the purpose. Yeah. So whatever you are taking to Agrima as innovation, it must still be fit for purpose. Okay. All right. And so I know that people, especially in the Western Cape, they're experimenting with things like, not even experimenting, they're already building like container homes. Mm-hmm. They are stunning, some of yeah. those. Yeah, those are also some of the the options we have on the ground. Um, um, And they do submit um, to AGRIMA to get certified. If they meet the performance requirements, Mm -hmm. then it's a go. It also gives us comfort as a regulator that whatever you are implementing on the ground has been assessed in terms of performance and somewhat still complies to the national building okay. um, regulations and standards. Okay, and in terms of the materials, I mean, if we're not just using traditional brick and mortar and we're using lightweight bricks, are we using a different kind of cement as well or what? Um, there is specifications um, when when Agrima certifies the, the, the different IBT systems. A system can specify that you buy the specific cement from this supplier in order for this kind of system to perform um, um, adequately and, you know, still meet those, you know, sustainable uh, uh, thermal properties that we're trying to achieve. So each and every system, it's different to the other. It's even different on how we enforce um, or ensure compliance because you are dealing with today you might yeah. be dealing a, with a container house tomorrow it's it's a hybrid structure yeah. and then and and so on and so on yeah. so it, it it still goes back to the specification um, with the different right. systems 
Let's talk about the regulation mm-hmm. uh, because that's what the National Home Builders Registration Council would have to look at. So mm-hmm. what does the legislation currently say? You're explaining to us that there are some very clear rules, how you mm-hmm. build and what the quality uh, standards mm-hmm. are and, and what the criteria are. But as we're introducing IBTs, these innovation, innovative business uh, building technologies, mm-hmm. how does the regulation or the legislation start to shift? Um, I think it has already shifted because there was int- an introduction of SANS 10400XA on energy efficiency. Okay. So you, you, when constructing nowadays, you would need to consider the fenestration in terms of how you place your windows in a house mm-hmm. for energy efficiency. The orientation of a building, wow. it's also important. And also, again, bringing in the innovative building technology into the picture to say the materials that you are using to construct must be sustainable and also contribute positively positively to the thermal performance so we are already in there in terms of you know regulation and as as mandated as a regulator we are making sure that we've got you know tools in place we were tasked by the department of human settlements to play a more prominent role when it comes to the implementation and defining regulatory interventions when it comes to ibt and that is exactly what we've been doing over the years okay and with the advancement of the climate agenda how many more shifts are we going to see i mean i'll give an example when i bought my house from the developer, the first thing they said is you have a gas hob. Mm-hmm. We're not asking you. That's that's the standard now. Yeah. You have a gas hob because we've got the load shedding problem. Mm-hmm. So all houses have to have um, solar geysers and a gas hob. Take it or leave it. Yeah. So I, I the, the whole building envelope, it's eventually going to shift because currently... Um, it started with the with the with the gas hub. Now, in in most developments, it, it's a requirement that you've got your solar panels. You know, smart technology is coming into an entire building envelope, so that at the end of the day, we achieve net zero and a carbon neutral buildings. Okay. That way, we are able to contribute positively to the climate change. So you would have things like smart lighting in place. Now there's backup power coming into place, water harvesting, all those things um, um, gives us an envelope of a building that is sustainable. Did you say water harvesting? Yeah. I don't want to be a farmer. I just want <laughs> my house. So now I must catch rainwater. I must generate my own electricity. I must have a gas hob. I mean, you're sort of living off grid. <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 if that will assist you or, or contribute into bettering your life, why not? Yeah. I mean, that's where it, it, it's all, it also comes into play with the 4IR. You know, we have to leave, you know, the then mind and then proceed with yeah, what with is working future. and adapt to what is working. So a whole building envelope will eventually, everything that contributes to a building or a home mm. will eventually have to, you know, you know, meet uh, or adapt to what we are facing okay. in terms of climate change. And that's sustainability. Yes. Is when it rains, have a, a, an ability to harvest that water yes. so that you can put it back into the system mm-hmm then that way you're not feeding too much off the reservoirs. Mm-hmm. 
and then you're not compromising <laughs> Mother Nature. Exactly. So we all have to have that psychology yeah, now. Because due to the, the climate change, there is depletion of natural resources. So any anything that will aid or assist mm. in us, you know, still, you know, uh, um, achieving the sustainability, um, it's a goal. Okay. And so that's what you call the building package as yes. a whole, where, yes. where every single thing about how you build, the uh, materials you use to build, the technology you use to build, how people live, mm-hmm. all of that has to have sustainability, 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 sustainability. Yeah. And it's not just for people living on fancy estates. It's no. even in the low-cost social housing yeah. Space. Because that, that's where also the integration of sustainable human settlements comes in. You know, IBT has also an advantage, I didn't touch on it, on aesthetically pleasing buildings. Or Meaning homes. it must be pretty. Yes. So so there's no that marginalization of saying, you know, uh, a house for low uh, cost income has a certain look. We all know how we expect them to mm. look. But by utilizing IBTs and the type of, you know, material, we have witnessed aesthetically pleasing, beautiful homes yeah. that even when the temperature from outside uh, differs way more when you get inside, you get to feel okay. that thermal comfort. Okay, so we are here now in the building blocks. I would say yesterday the minister was telling us about draft legislation on the costing, financing, funding models for various segments of the housing market. Now we're looking at the actual engineering, structural components of it. So it seems like there's a lot of work being done. Where are we? Are we still early days? Have we made substantial progress? Are we going to be seeing these new IBT buildings Next year, 10 years from now, where are we in this process of change? I think I wouldn't uh, say that we are entry level. Mm. We are somewhere intermediate. Okay. There has been a lot of work that has been done over the past years. Or one being as an organization, we established Eric Mulobi Innovation Hub. Okay. So in this hub, we've got different typologies of IBTs locally and internationally. So again, that affects a part which still lacks a bit in terms of changing people's perception, um, adapting to the new change. So if they are able to experience and see them on the ground, then they are more open and receiving to implementation. Yes, we are also working in terms of of coming up with strategies, policies on how we can successfully implement them. But I would say that there has been a substantial work that we have been doing. Also as an organization in responding to a task, we have developed guidelines. We have tools that must be in place um, before the actual implementation and also tools that are are in place post-construction so that we are able to advise on the performance and what can we do to actually uh, um, make it better. Okay. It's been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lutendo Tanyani, who is an IBT specialist at the National Home Builders Registration Council. It's an Innovation Wednesday. And yeah, the future is here. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.